though I hate to admit it, my homilies don't normally create much excitement in the people who hear them. They're good and solid, but not particularly exciting. However, I did preach two homilies that really upset people. Now, one was about the love of God. After that homily, one of my parishioners complained and said that I spent far too much time telling people that God loved them when I should really be telling them about sin and judgment. That was right here in this parish of Holy Trinity about 15 years ago. There was another homily on God's unconditional forgiveness that was also not well received. One person, as he was going out the door, said, Thank God my teenage son wasn't here this morning. If he'd heard your nonsense, I'd never be able to control him again. Well, he hit the forgiveness nail on the head. When we forgive, we give up control. When we forgive, we set people free from the chains of guilt and resentment that have bound us together like a sick umbilical cord feeding poison into each other. Even more, when we ask for forgiveness, we cannot control how the other person will react. Practicing forgiveness can be a scary thing because we are giving up the desire to control others, or at least realizing that we can't control them. In today's second reading, Paul reminds the Christian community in Rome that no matter what we do in life, we somehow relate to others. None of us lives for oneself, and no one dies for oneself. Of course, at this point of his letter, the apostles was concerned with how we relate to God. But then he also adds a significant comment about Jesus' relationship with us. For this is why Christ died and came to life, that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. In other words, Jesus' dying and rising has something to do with our own dying and rising. What he did and what we do does not happen in a vacuum. Matthew's Jesus presumes forgiveness as a lifelong process. Jesus is referring back to the Genesis 4 narrative in which Lamech promises to avenge himself 77 times. However, Jesus demands that his followers look at the issue of vengeance from a completely new perspective. It's the letting go, not the enforcing of vengeance, that brings happiness. Operating from the Semite premise that seven is the perfect number, Jesus commands that we forgive Not the perfect seven times, but 77 times. A number that means infinity. Sirach said, 
Wrath and anger are hateful things, and yet the sinner hugs them tight. Forgive your neighbor's injustice. Then when you pray, your own sins will be forgiven. He very plainly points out that wallowing in indignation or indulging our anger and spite is not something that is life-giving. Certainly not life-giving to ourself. It does not lead to happiness and eternity, nor to peace in this one. We must forgive others, and then God will forgive us. Jesus also gives a new twist to Sirach's belief that God will eventually forgive those who forgive. According to his well-known parable, we should forgive because we've already been forgiven by God. God's forgiveness doesn't flow from our forgiveness. It precedes it. It is the motivation for our forgiveness. Throughout scriptures, we're encouraged to be holy as Yahweh is holy. The Hebrew word for holy, kadosh, simply means other or completely different. Since God is totally other from all his creation, so holy people are to be other from their fellow human beings. We are to be people who forgive, not those who harbor grudges or look for revenge. Someone I knew once mentioned to me that she couldn't imitate any of God's attributes except for forgiveness. It's the only part of God's life, she said, that I can make part of my own. Forgiveness doesn't mean that what that person did was right or that you even have to get back into relationship with that person. Forgiveness simply releases the debt they owe you, that God can release the debt you owe him. Forgiveness is cutting that toxic umbilical cord I spoke of earlier. As we reflect on forgiveness, ask the Lord to search your heart and to show you if there's any unforgiveness blocking his blessing in your life. Ask him to show you more about this gift of forgiveness so that you can walk in the freedom and in the victory that he has won for you already.